0: input costs are weighing on calf and feeder cattle markets, although cattle futures did rally Monday. Beef cow slaughter continues at a heavy pace, setting the stage for significantly higher prices later on. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmal. Welcome to your weekly calf News Price Point podcast for the 3rd of May, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together, from pasture to plate. We are connected by our supply chain and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the Goals tab. Now to the markets. Relentlessly, rising feed costs continued to hamstring calf and feeder cattle price potential last week, although negotiated cash-fed cattle prices were steady to a touch higher depending on the region. Live prices were steady in the Southern Plains at $140 a hundredweight, $2 higher in Colorado at $145 to $147, steady to $2 higher in Nebraska at $146, and steady to a dollar higher in the Western Corn Belt at 145 to 147 dollars. Dress prices were two dollars higher at 232 dollars. The weighted average five area direct fed steer price was 32 cents higher last week on a live basis at 143.34 dollars 34 a hundredweight. The average steer price in the beef was two cents higher at 232.31. Estimated total cattle slaughter last week of 656,000 head was 9,000 head fewer than the previous week, but 3,000 head more than the same week last year. Year Year-to-date total estimated cattle slaughter of 11.01 million head is 51,000 head more than the same time last year. Total estimated year-to-date beef production through last week was 9.20 billion pounds which was 706,000 pounds more, or 0.77% more than a year earlier. Current cash price firmness is based on snugger immediate supplies before ballooning with the elevated feedlot placements of recent months. However, as the industry makes its way through front-loaded supplies, data suggests record high cattle prices in the wake as the national beef cow herd continues to contract. Cattle futures prices reflect current realities. Live cattle futures closed narrowly mixed from $0.27 cents lower to $0.50 cents higher week to week on Monday, and that was with an average gain of cents on Monday. Pressure last week was partly due to the inability of already high wholesale beef prices to increase with their typical seasonal gusto. Choice box beef cutout value was $4.05 lower week to week on Monday, at $262.55 a hundredweight, select with $8.29 lower at two forty-eight twenty-three. Wholesale beef prices are headed in the opposite direction of what one might suspect heading into grilling season, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. However, he says, extremely strong retail beef prices, coupled with increasing beef production, may be the culprits forcing wholesale beef prices lower. Griffith points out year-to-date federally inspected beef production is 1.4% higher than last year and 11.4% more than the five-year average. As for retail beef prices, Griffith explains the all-fresh price was $7.36 a pound in March, above $7 a pound for 10 consecutive months. Prior to last June, He notes the price achieved that level only twice. High retail beef prices are certainly putting a strain on consumer disposable income, as inflation of most other goods is also competing for disposable income. Everyone has to eat, but they do get a choice, Griffith says. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We are connected by our supply chain and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org. As alluded to earlier, high input costs weighed on calf and feeder cattle markets last week. Although there were instances of sharply higher prices for some grass calves, nationwide calves and feeder cattle sold steady to $3 a hundred weight lower, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Feeder cattle futures bounced around during the week, but never outran the shadow of the unexpectedly large March feedlot placements suggested by the latest cattle on feed report. They closed an average of $0.63 cents lower week-to-week on Monday, except for $0.12 cents higher in spot June. That was thanks to the rally of an average of $5.04 higher on Monday, supported by oversold conditions, expanding open interest with opening the books on a new month, and a day of lower corn futures. Even so, corn futures closed an average of 8.2 cents higher in the front six contracts week to week on Monday. Every sector of cattle production continues to deal with extremely elevated input costs while cattle prices continue to decline, Griffiths says. He adds that many regions in the country continue to deal with drought, which is not only impacting pasture production, but also influencing prospects for hay production. As input costs increase, Cattle prices decrease and drought persists. He says cow slaughter will likely continue at elevated levels as cattle producers attempt to maintain cash flow and manage physical resources. More about cow liquidation shortly. AMS analysts point out recent rains provided optimism for some drought-plagued regions. With that said, the initial gauge of the nation's pasture and range conditions is less than promising. For the week ending May 1st, According to the most recent USDA crop progress report, 56% of pasture and range was in poor or very poor condition compared to 47% last year. 18% was rated as good or excellent compared to 22% at the same time last year. Through mid-April, beef cow slaughter was up 16.9% year over year, a surprisingly strong rate of cow slaughter for this time of year, says Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, in his weekly market comments. He explains this likely reflects continuing drought impacts carried over from last year, combined with very strong cull cow prices and limited forage prospects going forward. He adds that the fast pace of cow slaughter thus far implies the likelihood of significant beef cow herd liquidation in 2022. Peel explains the current pace of beef cow slaughter suggests an annual beef herd culling rate of 13.8%, which would be a record in data going back to 1986. Culling at that level suggests the beef cow inventory would likely decrease by 4% year over year and decline below 29 million head as of January 1st of 2023. That would be the largest annual beef cow herd decrease since the mid-1980s. However, Peel says, it's unlikely the pace of culling so far this year will continue throughout the rest of the year. By way of comparison, he explains, if beef cow slaughter averaged 9% more year over year, the same as last year, and likely too optimistic at this point, it would imply an annual culling rate of just less than 13%, still a record the 2023 beef cow herd would be roughly 29.2 million head, down about 3% year-over-year. On the other hand, if beef cow slaughter ended up 13% more year-over-year, net beef herd culling would be more than 13%, resulting in a January 1st beef cow inventory of approximately 29 million head, or 3.5% less year-over-year. Dramatic and immediate improvement in drought conditions could allow the industry to avoid these rather dire results, Peel says. He explains the next few months will likely have impacts on the cattle industry for several years. Drought conditions that result in the levels of liquidation described would also prevent retention and replacement heifers. This implies that if conditions don't improve until late this year or early next year, better conditions in 2023 would, at best, allow the industry to stabilize inventories, and lay the groundwork to begin recovery in 2024 at the earliest. Griffith points out continued beef cattle liquidation now sets the stage for significantly higher cattle prices later, perhaps approaching the rarefied air first encountered in 2014 and 15. He adds, when things turn, there will be a great demand for bred females and strong demand for feeder cattle. Now is the time to be preparing for such a market. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 3rd of May, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.